the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Friday Eve. Thank Jesus. Oh, thank you indeed. Does anybody in D.C. have anything to be thankful about? Does anybody think M- McCarthy has anything to be thankful about? He's looking pretty pretty cheery back there right now. They have suspended the vote for tonight. He says that on the speakership vote, he says, I'm not putting a timeline on it. He's he's in it for the hall. And you know what? The more this goes on, the more I actually think it's a good thing for the Republican Party. And I will explain why. I don't know that our dear friend Tom DeBacaro will agree with me. He's actually going to be here after the first break to give his perspective on it because there's so much gnaw boning and hand wringing over it like these people just apoplectic and just all verklempt and just all upset over this um uh, and i actually agree with mccarthy he says it's okay if it takes a little longer um i do find it perplexing though um that, that somebody could be so cheery being rejected so many times i mean it's like if i it, 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 you know if you ask a woman out on a date four times five times six i mean how many times you got to hear no before you move on uh to to somebody else 888-344-1170 888-344-1170 i mean do, what do y'all think about mccarthy's uh plead the battle for the gavel what do you guys think about it are you in it for the long haul are you for mccarthy at this point do you think it's embarrassing for the republican party or do you think mccarthy should be embarrassed that the dude's hanging in there continuing to try to get the date and uh, getting uh, the the big heck no in response before i go any further gotta bring in my brother it's dj potato skins yeah amidst all the mccarthy speakership turmoil i'm, I'm very mad at myself andrea tons of mccarthy sound bites and i have not come up with a stinger liner introducing myself also kind of poking fun at kevin at the same time yeah um yeah it would be great if you had a mccarthy stinger he doesn't really have he doesn't pr- really provide much good sound no, not really he doesn't give good sound bite he really doesn't. Unless you think good soundbite is him coming out from Zelensky speaking to Congress and going, yeah, we're really united. Yeah, and he's continue. no Kennedy. Yeah, it, you know, it, it, maybe you think that's that's a clever thing to say or it's it's good material for him to say, yeah, we're, you know, we're all in with Zelensky and we're going to continue to, you know, send him money. If that's your idea of a clever, a clever quip, uh, I'm not with you. Um, here's Here's my take on it. Also, uh, prayers for everybody dealing with the storm here and across the country. In fact, our man here, Skins, is going to give us a, a weather report. And what's been happening, not now, but a little bit later on the show, is going to be telling us uh, what's happening in California. But we want to send some prayers. There's good news, by the way, about Damar Hamlin. We're going to tell you that story. And guess who's making a run for the border? It's not the border czar, Kamala, but Joe Biden's going to be on his way to the border. So we've got much to get into tonight. When it comes to the speaker thing 
in, one of the reasons why I think this is actually a really good thing for the Republican Party, which is why it's it's not totally surprising to me that Newt Gingrich doesn't get doesn't understand this and needs to and he needs to step off the stage at this point. And let the adults have a conversation because I'm really not interested in hearing from somebody who hasn't been who, who is like it's you know what it's it's like that Japanese soldier who stepped out of the woods I don't know how many years after the war and thought it thought it was still going that's Newt Gingrich okay this is not bad for the Republican Party let me catch you up to speed Newt as to what's been going on in the country in the last few decades right since since you were in DC the reality is is the uniparty system has just the uniparty has destroyed this country destroyed the country 30 something trillion dollars in debt we got an invasion at the border We've got a culture that is just that is involved in chemically castrating five-year-olds. Most importantly, if you don't care about any of that, you've got to care about the economic situation. And what we've had is we've had Americans of all stripes vote the Republicans in power to seal the border, to repeal and replace Obamacare, to cut the spending, to restore freedom and liberty back to parents and, and, and our schools and all the things that you know that MAGA America First policies not getting us into endless wars and sending billions of dollars overseas on nonsense like, you, you know, that, that on wars that don't involve us. Not that what's happening in Ukraine is nonsense, prayers for the Ukrainian people, but we don't have an, we don't have an interest in that. And so what what's happening now is in spite of the 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 what's been brought to light that MAGA MAGA is a movement. It's not a man. And that has not gone away. And the American people are they they voted in an outsider in 2016. And MAGA was born out of a Republican Party that was making promises on the campaign trail and then didn't deliver. And MAGA's not going anywhere. And what this is, and by the way, Kevin McCarthy, the reason why you're pinched right now and you can't get to the 218 votes is because there's not enough of a margin in the in the in the majority that the Republican Party has in the House. It it it, it the majority it's not enough rhinos to just slide him into the speakership position. He's got to get the conservatives. And the problem with the MAGA is the MAGA is about a movement, not a man, and Ma- and it represents all of us. These 20 holdouts right now are actually breathing life into the Republican Party and they're not smart enough to understand that it, this is a gift by these 20 that are being accused of being terrorist by people like um, Patch McCain, Dan Crenshaw. These people are actually showing, hey, this Republican Party has life. This Republican Party, this is this is how you could be spinning it as Republicans instead of uh, hand wringing. Oh, the optics are bad and we look like we look like fools and there's chaos out here. Here's a way you can message it. And I talked about this a little bit last night, that what's happening, debate, dissent, argument is what this country was founded on. It's what's supposed to be happening. Right. Somebody's not supposed to be coronated like Hugo Chavez. Right. Or Castro. And that's exactly where we've gotten to as a, as a country. We should be celebrating debate. We should be celebrating dissent. Instead of we become a nation that celebrates lockstep, that celebrates unity, uniformity. This country was founded on individual liberty and individual freedom. It wasn't founded on uniformity. Uniformity of having to wear a mask. Uniformity of thought. Uniformity of you have to use pronouns somebody's demanding. Uniformity of the Republican Party has to every every member of the Republican Party has to be in lockstep to a uniparty system that has betrayed its voters. This Republican Party was given a gift by these 20 holdouts and they could take that gift 
Because because think about how it's energizing the base. How many people we? I, I think I talked about it on my show a while back when it came to this Georgia race and Herschel Walker race that it, Charlie Kirk got so many emails from people saying that they intentionally stayed home because they felt so betrayed by the Republican Party that they had given up. They just weren't. Even, why bother? Right? Why bother? And Kevin McCarthy represents. Uh, 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 to to the base of the Republican Party, why bother? So that's why the argument that you know we got we got to get McCarthy in right away because we've got we've got to get to do the work of the American people. But the the problem with that argument is that there's nobody in the Republican base, not the MAGA base. There's nobody in America First. There's nobody in uh, Make America Great Again. Nobody in that base that believes that Mark McCarthy is actually going to do. What these people trying to freak out and panic you about are suggesting that we got to get some we and and think about how what sense does that make by the way we got to have a seat filler nobody trusts McCarthy nobody likes him nobody believes that he is actually going to do the work of the American people you can see that by his votes as as Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi voted only seven percent of the time with Republicans Kevin McCarthy has voted 44 percent of the time with Democrats why in the world is anybody pushing the notion that McCarthy has to get installed right away um, because we've got to get down to doing the work of the people unless you're a Democrat because that's that's the benefit there but getting back to the optics the optics here are good for the Republican Party, because it's 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 showing the base that there there is a part of this Republican Party that will fight. We need a speaker. The base of the Republican Party, which is reflected in these 20, is a base of people who say we want a speaker that is tough, as bad, as brutal, as never ending as Nancy Pelosi. I'm not suggesting we have a Speaker of the House who stands up behind a president and tears up his speech. But you've got to think of the chutzpah. That's the fight that the Democrat Party has that's missing with us. Nancy Pelosi got him in, got Trump impeached twice. And already before he's even voted in, one of the reasons why he's not been voted in is McCarthy is saying, we're not going to impeach, we're not going to impeach anybody, including Mayorkas. Don't tell me. That that we've got to get to doing the work of the American people, including the border, and then try to push McCarthy on me. It's not going to work. It's not going to fly. The, however, that being said, we, there's got to be an, an exit ramp for this. And part of the problem I have with, the, with these, the, the Republican Party, part of what's missing here, and they should be taking the cues from these 20, is um, every, the, it, part of the argument is, well, we got to go ahead and put McCarthy in because there's nobody else. Isn't that a problem? Instead of blaming the 20 holdouts for the fact that nobody else has emerged as a possible replacement for Carthy is an indictment on the other 200 Republicans in the House that are not putting their hand up. Back in 1856, when it went 130 rounds, it's because there's, there's so many people willing to do it. What is wrong with these Republicans that there's not more of them saying, I'm willing to take the job? Instead, they're either bowing to their king McCarthy, or they're just too lazy. Tim Runs His Mouth is a great site to follow. I'll tell you this, before, and then I'll take a break. He's a great site to follow on Instagram. I, I think I tweeted a screenshot of it. He said today, he said that this is probably the most work any of these people in the house have ever done. Of course they want it over. They want to, they want to go hang out with AOC and have some beers. That's what's happening. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to find out what Tom DeBocaro has to say. Last time Tom was on and we talked about the establishment, we kind of got into a little, a little dust up. 
So we'll see. You guys going to be okay? I'm not sure. We'll have to see where Tom stands on this position. And you guys will when we come back. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea Kay on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. I don't know about y'all, but Kevin McCarthy is looking a little bit like a stalker to me right now. 11 times he gets he gets the big no, and he's still hanging around trying to ask a girl out on a date. I just don't even understand. Maybe Tom DeBacaro can help me to understand the situation of Kevin McCarthy and why he's continuing to stick around like a bad smell instead of somebody else stepping up to the plate. Hello, my dear. How are you? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Where do you want me to start? Well, um, I, let me let me tell you my position, and then you can uh, you can tell me whether you agree or disagree. I think this is a good thing for the country, and I think it's a yeah. good and I think it's a good thing for the Republican Party. They don't realize it because they don't want to realize it. But when you've got a demoralized base that feels that the entire Republican Party and the establishment completely uh, intentionally sabotaged a red wave so that they can they can go back into the swamp and continue the uniparty. This is a show to a, a way to actually to reinvigorate the base because it shows that the Republican Party, there's there's people within it that are willing to fight for what the Republican Party is supposed to be about. It's not supposed to be about endless money to Ukraine. It's not supposed to be about open borders. It's not supposed to be about 30 trillion in debt and funding, you know, more January 6th Inquisition stuff. I think this is breathing life into the Republican Party. The only thing that problem I have is it doesn't seem like there's an exit ramp besides McCarthy because we got 200 rhinos there that aren't willing to step up to the plate. Your thoughts? You left out the fact that government's 44% of the economy and we have a police, a growing police state in the DOJ and the FBI. Yeah. So, look, I, for, for all those people who are on air saying this is a disaster, mm-hmm. um, and, and honestly, that covers the gambit from Rove to Trump. Yeah. About, oh, this is terrible, blah, 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 blah. Look, if, I, I agree that this isn't a good look for certain politicians, but I don't think it creates any lasting harm whatsoever. In March, we will have forgotten about this. Look, the government is so far past too big. That, that's like 40 years ago. Mm-hmm. So, so, yeah, I don't have a problem. In fact, I welcome debating what, how things should be done, just like you do. So, but here's the current situation. And and I wrote a I think I sent you my piece that I put out on Facebook mm-hmm. as opposed to anywhere else about no. what what needs to be done. But here's, you know, if people think that all they need to do to preserve the Republicans vote, they're just wrong. That is not how things survive. You cannot trust the political class. No. Politics is business to them. They make money off politics, and it's your money. Mm -hmm. That isn't new to us. That goes back to uh, the Greek democracy of 500 B.C. So I have very low expectations of of government performing. Mm -hmm. I have almost none. 
I don't trust government. Our founders didn't trust government. So none of this, this notion that, that McCarthy or anyone else there is going to be our savior and do the right thing for a very, look, if that, if any of that were true, we wouldn't have a 10 trillion and 15, 12 trillion in government spending. Right. So what, so, so are you saying that, look, they're all, they're all scuzzy to pull out an eighties phrase. My brother used to love the word scuzzy when he was a kid. Um, So you you did, but I'm (laughs) older than you. So I don't think that applies, but go on. So, (laughs) so do you, are you saying they're all scuzzy? So we might as well have McCarthy in there as leader. Uh, No, no, I I don't say that. What I'm saying is, I, I, I've been looking in social media at all these people saying, oh, I, I vote for these people, but they don't do the right thing. You are so underwhelming in your participation about yes. what needs to be done. Right. You, you ha- our founders, Washington, Madison, Jefferson, Adam, all these people died broke. They gave their lives. They mm-hmm. risked their lives and all their treasure to create this republic. And we and someone thinks all I have to do is vote once every two years and that's enough. No, it isn't because governments, the natural tendency of government is to consolidate power at your expense. That's Mm -hmm. true throughout all of history. So you have to fight back about these things. And the only way you reduce government or interrupt its rise is to create a grassroots issue and dynamic that interrupts the business of politics, the business of Mitch McConnell, the business of the DOJ, like Prop 13, which was totally grassroots, reduced taxes, created a wave, elected Ronald Reagan. He rode that to the presidency. Without Prop 13, you don't get Reagan. You don't even get the fall of the Berlin Wall. To sit at home and think otherwise. So right. I, I'm trying to pull the scales off people's eyes. Now, let's talk about this, this speakership thing. There's a lot of, look, as you well know, Kevin McCarthy opposed me all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Am I surprised that they're sticking with him? No. But my problem, I have a big problem with his opposition. And remember, I think I was on your show and I've said it everywhere. Andy Biggs is a stalking horse. They're going to see if they can block him. And if they can block him, they're going to try and get a consensus candidate to replace him. Okay, Andy Biggs blocked him, but they didn't have the backup plan. And I well, don't but, get but, that. But, well, here, and I've said, look, we've got, they, there needs to be an exit plan. <clears throat> I think part of the problem is not, not Andy Biggs, who's going to be on the show Monday, by the way. But the, the, yeah, well, he comes on all the time. Um, <clears throat> but it's the problem isn't Biggs and the others, right? The problem really is is that nobody else is willing to step up to the plate. Is, okay, it, and let me tell you something about that because I know this intimately. Mm-hmm. Jim Jordan, I love him. I, I'm sure you like him as well. I do. So, I don't think he's quite as conservative as some people think he is, but that's okay. But my point is. He has his gig. He likes judiciary. He doesn't like at being an administrator and right. someone who has to chase rabbits. I appreciate that. I do, too. Daryl Issa. When Daryl Issa loved his Intel chairmanship, it was his groove. I understand when certain people don't look. 
I don't, it's hard enough to get people to run for, I don't know why people want to be president. All they do is get destroyed these days. I understand why certain really competent people don't want to be speaker because it's not their gig. Right. I get it. I get it. But they need somebody needs to be stepping up because McCarthy is getting turned down more than, you know, uh, you know, a hobo trying to pick up a chick in a cocktail bar. It ain't happening. I don't know anything about that. Why did you say that to me? (laughs) No. So but I get why some of these people aren't. Here's what I think is about to happen. They are making a deal. And mm-hmm. by the way, these people are, you know, Nancy Pelosi set this rule that uh, about making it impossible to, to vacate the chair. Right. So that's being unwound. There's a lot of good things coming out of this. Mm-hmm. But there isn't somebody willing to step up. We're seeing that the 17 votes for others in I don't know what what vote was that 206. The fact that someone, so at the end of the day, a different Kevin McCarthy is going to be, in my view, the speaker, and we're going to see how different it is. But I have a bigger problem than Kevin McCarthy. All right. And I wrote about it at Fox. I know you're not the biggest Fox fan, but you are a fan of my writing. (laughs) Yes. So we should talk about that a little as well. All right. Well, let's take a break. And can you hold over? Only for you. Oh, oh, good answer. All right. Tom Delbacaro is going to stick around with us. You heard he writes for Fox. He writes for Political Vanguard. He's got books like Divided Era. He destroyed Kamala Harris in the Senate debate. That was so juicy. I may need to watch that this weekend just for some laughs. And you guys stick around because he's going to be with us next. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show on this Friday Eve, continuing our conversation with Tom DelBacaro, author of Divided Era and other great books, brilliant political pundit, great senatorial candidate who just destroyed Kamala Harris, and it was so fun to watch. He's continuing his discussion with me about what's happening with the speakership. A little bit later, Tom's from, uh, uh, I don't know if you're in Northern Cal right now, Tom. I was going to have Skins give a report later on the weather. Uh, you high and dry up there, man? Hello. It was wild last night. My windows, I thought the wind was hitting my windows so hard that I thought a couple of times they would break. It was wild. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and I, you know, there is flooding in Contra Costa where I live. Um, I'm not going to complain. I mean, I had to do stuff today around the house outside. Because <laughs> oh, of no. The watering. Did you have to pick up a broom or something, my dear? I um, did. You have to put I, down the Chardonnay or the Cabernet and I pick do up not a broom. Drink Chardonnay, I can't even believe it. You cut Noah. You got to cut her off when she says stuff like that. But there were you look. We're not. By the way, we're not in a drought. Thank you, because that's a big story today. What does this storm do for the drought we got going on? California used to be mostly desert. How do you think that happened? It wasn't because I was driving my car 7,000 years ago. In fact, we're in the wettest, one of the wettest hundred years in the last 7,000. We are a miracle of irrigation. We have two years of lots of rain, two years of almost no rain, three Mm -hmm. or four years of mediocre rain. That's the cycle. It's called weather. And Um, if they would save this water, 
we would be okay, but they don't want to because they want to run you out of the state. Right. And just like they, they um, then then you, there was all this stuff about the Delta smelt, right? Remember years uh, ago that, yeah, uh, we, yeah, we, we got to, we got to get back to the speakership thing because Breitbart is reporting. Ralph Norman says that there's a written deal for the speakership. There is. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see um, what that includes. And if they manage to move McCarthy to the left, I mean, to the right towards, uh, you know, the, then, then that's a good thing. If they accomplish that, if they accomplish sending a message that, and one, I think it was very interesting. I actually had, I think we should play this, this soundbite. Trump showed up actually on the floor today. I want to play this uh, for you guys and for Tom Skins. Please play clip four. Gates. Donald John Trump. Trump. That was an interesting moment on the floor, Tom DeBacaro, for a variety of reasons, because yesterday Trump and Don Jr. were coming out. This is a disaster, a MAGA disaster going on. Da, 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 da. And then Gates and Gates punched back and so at, at Trump and so did Lauren Boebert. And then today, Matt Gates throws Trump's name out there for speaker. And one of the things I think this is important is because, you know, it, it underscores two things. I mentioned it last night. MAGA is about a movement. It's not a man. And we're not a cult and just because trump says something doesn't mean everybody falls in lockstep and and that's the good and that's a good thing as well which is why i i advocate that people you can't just support one person you have to get involved to save your yes your country that's just that's just the way it is i mean the fact that the fbi has a file on you and me mm-hmm. should should scare people that that's the business that they've become, that we're, quote, enemies of the state because we support the, I don't know, what are they called? Oh, yeah, the Bill of Rights, that's right. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, so I think they there is a written deal. They wanted him to put his pen to, these are what the rules for running the House are going to be like, much closer to the original House of Representatives. That's all a good thing. It's also a fact that if Republicans are going to, move legislation forward uh, the next two years, they're going to have to be very defined. Now, look, I re- my latest piece you can get at politicalvanguard.com, which was published by Fox, is very specific. If Republicans don't learn how to control the debate, mm-hmm. set the narrative for the election, they're going to get swept in two years. Oh, you yeah. heard it from me right now. Yep. I, I, if I had to bet today, so how do you do that? When you're, you have the house, you control the purse. So what do you do? You do what we did in 1999. I, I know you were a very young lady at that time, <laughs> so you don't remember this. But the Republicans purposely passed tax cuts, knowing Clinton wouldn't sign it, mm-hmm. but forcing Democrats to come out against tax cuts. Even the New York Times, this is what I mentioned in the article, ran a headline, Republicans set the debate. Gore came out against the tax cuts, and he lost, even though the media was all for him. Republicans need to learn that lesson. They should pass, and one of the reforms that you're going to get is standalone appropriation bills. No omnibus bills with, with attachments. That's the right thing to do. So you pass a bill saying, take the border. There's a portion in in Arizona where the wall has been decimated. Pass a two-page bill that says in such and such area, 
The wall is gone. We're appropriating money to fix that. End of story. And force right. the Democrats to go against it and force Biden to go against it and say, America, they're against fixing this. We're for it. Right. Uh, let's put that, that right. Debate. Got that. When it comes to what do you what do they need to do to deal with the Stasi, the, the police state that we have? I mean, when you have it revealed via Twitter and the Twitter files, the extent of which the federal government, the FBI, the intel community and on and on and on, we're literally uh, colluding all together to control the outcome of our elections by suppressing yeah. stories like Hunter Biden, um, by controlling our lives uh, year, with COVID yeah, and all that. You. I mean, you know, a, a year ago. I would have said that you need to replace personnel, but I am of the mind now, like like Rand Paul, that they need to be completely reorganized down. And I mean down. I think they need to be dismantled. I think that there's no longer. Yeah. A, I think that uh, the the marshals can handle interstate. Uh, we're when the FBI was created. We we have a we have to. If you look at how this Idaho murder story, how these detectives solved that crime, and even included yeah. interstate to where they pulled him over a couple of times and had and had uh, highway patrol pull him over specifically to use body cam to check his hands. I mean, we don't need the FBI anymore they're doing absolutely nothing this the uh, terrorist on new year's eve was known to them it was reported and they ignored it because the only function of the fbi right now and and the majority of our intelligence community too by the way is literally just to control the the elections by weaponizing the government against the people there's no value to them at this point and by dismantling too we decentralize right and we take the the law enforcement and and intelligence locally we have to radically, there are, there is, people may not understand that the FBI has always had a checkered past. J. Edgar Hoover was not a, did not belong to a republic. He was his own little dictator and it was very dangerous. It's always been dangerous. We need to downsize it dramatically. I'm with you. CIA, slightly different story. But you are right. What Republicans need to do is they do need to investigate and they do need to make recommendations. I write in this piece at Fox and at Political Vanguard today, investigations are okay, but it is vision that wins the next election. Mm -hmm. Plans win the next election. You can't simply be say that the other guys are bad. You have to say why, how you're going to move the country forward as well. So go ahead and expose this and then say, for the good of the country and everyone, here is our reform. I agree. All right. No, can we, Noah, can you clip that for me? It's crazy. I'm going to have to send that to you in four (laughs) different formats, Tom. I absolutely agree. Um, I'm glad. For a while, though, you were not with me on dismantling the FBI. You still thought. I was slower than you. You were. 
but you know, I can forgive you for that because you spend a lot. You spend a lot more time in the kitchen. You spend a lot more time in the kitchen working on working on your eggplant parmesan and cooking gourmet meals. I tend to be spending my time after. Don't worry, AK. I'm just going to send in the part that says. Andrea K agrees with Tom Del Bacaro. <laughs> All right, Tom. Thank you for being here. Appreciate it. All right. Love. All right talk care. at you soon. All right. We're going to take a skinny, tiny little break. We come back. Guess who's making a run for the border? Who wasn't? You know, the other night we were talking about great commercials. Remember the little Chihuahua, Yukito Taco Bell? Oh, how can I forget? Oh, my God. Yeah, because you love Chihuahuas. I love Chihuahuas. What a classic. They need to bring that back. They need to bring back. Not a sponsor, little... but if you're listening, great marketing. Absolutely brilliant. We're going to talk about uh, Joe Biden making a run for the border at on the other side of the break. Andrea Kay, telling you like it is, while eating a donut, too. It's the Andrea Kay Show on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea Kay Show. Last night's uh, subject, talking about immigration, got some calls last night, and we were just talking to Tom DeBacaro about it, and his suggestion as one of the things that the Republican Party can do to get better at messaging is, you know, instead of passing these big omnibus bills that are thousands of pages, you can uh, actually get results for the American people and push them, push a message um, by separating out like two pages, here's what we got to do for the border. And the Democrats, Biden is going to the border in a few days. And there's a reason why he has avoided it. And so did his borders are for the first two years of his presidency. And he can't anymore. And the reason why they avoided it is this is absolutely not a winning position for the Democrat Party. They know that when Trump started chanting, build the wall, one of the main reasons why this, uh, this guy got tore down the blue wall and got the Democrats and independents to vote for him was to secure the border. And now it's just a flat out invasion. And the Democrats have done everything that they could do to try to lie. Mayorkas saying the border is secure. Mayorkas coming out saying the other day that uh, it, even if it's not secure, they're still able to stop fentanyl, even though we now know that fentanyl, there's enough fentanyl that's come through the border to kill at least a third of all Americans. So Biden's on his way to the border in a few days. Um, on, um, in advance of that, an agent was actually shot near the border. I think this was uh, yesterday, actually. He was shot near Lordsburg, New Mexico, uh, doing a vehicle stop. Uh, he was shot uh, in the chest and then also in the arm. And fortunately, he didn't die because he was wearing a protective vest. Of course, the, you know, the, you know, perpetrator, the illegal alien, uh, spled, sped off. And I'm not sure, uh, he's been found. According to Breitbart here, no, this is Daily Caller, Border Patrol agents have, um, they're reporting that more than 2.3 million, uh, shame on Daily Caller for calling them migrants. These are illegal aliens. These are criminals. You are a criminal when you're breaking the law. And when you come into this country illegally, you've broken the law. And I'm so tired of even outfits like Daily Caller that are supposed to be that are supposed to be conservative, kowtowing to the left with language. One of the things I should have talked to Tom Dell about this earlier. One of the things we have to get better at with messaging is stop cowing down to the left's language games. Years ago, they started conflating uh, the term uh, a migrant. It, it, they went from illegal aliens to uh, illegal mi- migrants, and they just started merging the word together, and now everybody's a migrant, whether they're coming here legally or not. No. We've got to stand up for what's right, and that includes using accurate langri- language. Referring to somebody as an illegal alien is a correct legal term. It's a non-citizen who's come into this country illegally. And the left wants to use emotion to try to control the message, and then you control the outcome, Right. 
So here's what Biden had to say in advance of his trip. Here's his plan to stop. Uh, he's uh, he, he in advance of going to the border. He came out with an, a, pl- a, a, a plan, and this is a piece of it. Skins, please play clip three. Secretary of Homeland Security Marcus will detail these actions very shortly after I finish at Homeland Security. But here's one significant step we're taking. Over the summer, we saw a huge spike in the number of Venezuelans traveling through uh, through Mexico and attempting to enter the United States without going through our legal processes. They res- we responded by using uh, uh, and ensuring that there are two safe and lawful ways for someone leaving the country to come to America. That was one of the reasons you, uh, you were proposing. First, if they're seeking asylum, they can use an app on their cell phone called <laughs> Stop. C- start with, if they're seeking asylum, we're going to give them an app? Somebody's supposed to be, uh, asylum seekers are supposed to be people that are fleeing a country with their hair on fire because they're being polis- politically persecuted. And he's wanting to give them an app? How are they going to get the app? Does he know who's down in Venezuela wanting to come here with their hair on fire? And, and how are they, they going to download the app? And if you're, so, if you're so flush on technology that you've got an iPhone to download an app, what do you need to come here for? Is that, your perspe- is that how you perceive? When I think, when I conjure an image of somebody being politically persecuted, which, by the way, is the only legal reason for asylum, Coming here because your husband is ugly to you, which we have heard in courts. We actually had during the Trump administration something extraordinary. We actually heard some cases and what was being said and what was being tried in some of these and in, in some of these jurisdictions that were hearing these asylum cases. And we had women saying that their husbands were mean to them. It, I mean, it's basically an economic play. That's not asylum. Those are the people you want to come to this country because you don't like the conditions in Honduras or wherever you live. I get it. But that you've got to apply like everybody else and go to the back of the line. That's not asylum. So his plan for asylum seekers is to give them an app. My perception of a, a asylum seeker is the Cuban boat people. Right, Skins? Do you ever remember seeing images of them? These are people leaving with nothing, crafting together a, 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 a watercraft of like laundry baskets and all kinds of things held together by scotch tape, no cover, but maybe maybe a, a, a broom pole with a shirt at the top to try to shield them from baking in the sun, trying to make it 90 miles through shark infested waters and not making it many of them. That's somebody seeking asylum. An app. Now he does go on to say at one point, that with, the, with this app, then they can go to a legal point of entry with an app. Oh, he's even got a name for it. He's calling it the CBP. The CBP-1 app. Then you can use the app to make an appointment at a port of entry. <laughs> so basically, they're trying to turn our ports of entry into a DMV, right? That seems to be the play. This is such ridiculous nonsense. Um, it's just absolutely astounding to me. I I, I don't know. Do you see, I, I mean, it, it, I'm like is, you, if you give somebody, if, well, if somebody has a cell phone, they're doing pretty good financially for, for the most part, you know, what are they going to be immigrating here for? Right. 
I mean, is this, do you, does this make you, and if you look at the images of the people like in El Paso, the thousands of them, those are really poor people that probably don't have a cell phone, right? The children being trafficked here don't have an app on their phone to make an appointment to go to the port of entry. This is so intellectually insulting. I had to stop it. Sorry for laughing, but it's... it's I knew you weren't going to get through it. I couldn't. Yeah, you know me so well. Okay, in the time we have left, uh, I was going to... I talked a little bit about the weather with Tom Bedell, but do you have anything you want to share with it? Do we have a flooding situation? You were going to give a weather report tonight before we close out the hour. What can you tell us? Well, this particular set of storms was um, originating from Hawaii, Mm. and it's uh, basically rapidly falling air pressure known as a bomb cyclone. So apparently this type of storm has a pretty precise name for it. And it's in places like Santa Cruz, Andrea, some of the waves are reaching 25 feet. Ooh. So this is this is no joke, especially up in Northern oh. California. People got to be careful. Yeah. Okay. That's interesting. I didn't know that it was coming from, from Hawaii, one of my favorite places on the planet. And it's definitely affecting Southern California and people should watch the ever-changing forecast Looks like there's going to be rain scattered throughout the next 10 days. Yeah. Yeah, this is our rainy season. Um, we have some years it rains more than others. Tom Dell was accurate. Basically, if you've never been to Southern California, we're basically a beach. And then you go a few miles inland and, and it's desert, which is why not far inland from San Diego beaches, it can be of 100 degrees, right? And and dry because it's it's very much desert conditions here. Um, so okay. it's been said that this is supposed to be one of the most challenging and impactful series of storms to hit California probably in the last five years. Well, I don't, I don't know how impactful it is in terms of I'm not seeing mudslides. I'm not seeing a lot of floods. Um, I'm not really seeing a lot of devastation from it. It says Northern California is going to be seeing some brutal flooding. Well, that, yeah, we'll have to keep our eye on it. If you guys are in from Northern Cal, Tom Dell said the wind was the major event for him last night. It's calmed down. But if you're in, if you're struggling tonight or whatever, if you want to give us a call, if you're in the storm path and there's some story you want to tell or tell us what's going on with you, 888-344-1170. I'm sorry, Tom had to get up and do work though. I know. 888-344-1170. Good news with Damar Hamlin. I heard tonight that the doctors are reporting that the first thing he said when he woke up, I guess he didn't say it because he's still intubated, but the first thing that he said that he asked about and he wrote, I guess, on a piece of paper was who won the game. I just love that. That just shows what, you know, a spirit this young man has. Right. Um, It'll be interesting to see down the road. Oh, here's another good news story. I was going to say it'll be interesting when he to see his reaction when he finds out how much the entire nation has been behind him. Um, And it's just been just really wonderful. And just, you know, just I just love seeing. It's interesting, too, to me, Skins, how how you never know what one story is going to capture the nation. Oh, sure. This has been a huge story, Andrew, because myself included, people that do not like football at all have glommed onto the story to pray for this guy. Yeah. And it has been quite amazing. Yeah. He actually had started a GoFundMe of wanting to reach $2,500 to do like a charity giveaway for people. Evidently, he's just a great young man with a heart of gold. People have donated. It's now over $4 million for his little charity giveaway. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. Love that story so much. All right. Stick around. We got more to get to on the next hour of the Andrew K Show. So don't you go anywhere. Three 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.